Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I am Bill Yates, the journal's editor, and today we will be discussing our collection of manuscripts on the neurophysiology of tactile perception. This collection is in honor of Steve Shaw, the scientific director of the Johns Hopkins University Zanville Krieger Mind Brain Institute until his untimely death on June 16, 2014. The focus of Steve's career was to understand the neural basis of tactile perception. With me today is Jeff Yao from the Department of Neuroscience at Baylor College of Medicine. Jeff, to start off with, please tell me a bit about your experiences working with Steve at Johns Hopkins University. Sure. Thanks for having me, Bill. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. I was Steve's graduate student from 2004 to 2009, and my project with Steve and my co-advisor, Ed Connor, focused on the neurocoding of 2D-shaped information in the somatosensory cortex of macaque monkeys. Specifically, we investigated how individual neurons represent simple features like oriented bars and curvature fragments, and you can think of these as the straight and curved edges of cookie-cutter patterns. Working in Steve's lab was a great experience in many ways. It was a lively environment that was filled with brilliant graduate students and postdocs. We're all tackling exciting and technically challenging problems, and Steve was in the middle of this, making sure that everyone had the resources that we needed to succeed. And occasionally he would chime in with truly out-of-the-box questions that made all of us just take a step back and really consider what we were doing in our research. Outside of work, Steve was warm and a very sociable person. He regularly joined the students of the postdocs for happy hours. He played on our intramural basketball teams. Steve and his wife Jocelyn also routinely welcomed our lab and sometimes the rest of our neuroscience department to their home. And many of my fondest memories of Steve come from outside of the lab. What were Steve's major contributions to neuroscience? Steve's work over his career addressed a series of fundamental questions that are important for somatosensory research field, but also for systems neuroscience generally. By virtue of his training at Johns Hopkins University, Steve adopted the approaches that were pioneered by Vernon Mountcastle and Ken Johnson. Specifically, that was the explicit comparison of psychophysics to neurophysiology. And Steve, throughout his career, applied that approach to study things like roughness perception. So how is our sensitivity and, and perception of surface roughness related to the representations of these patterns in the peripheral afferent system? He also studied spatial form processing and related that to receptive field characteristics in the peripheral afferent system and primary somatosensory cortex and then later in secondary somatosensory cortex. And this was really a general framework for the way that Steve addressed the questions in the lab. And so we also applied these types of approaches and analyses to the study of tactile motion and relating that to the neural processing of visual motion. Uh, later on, Steve became much more interested in understanding interactions between proprioception and cutaneous signaling, and also in the role of attention and how that shapes feature-selective neural responses. So many of these questions are still active fields of research, and I think Steve's work really contributed to laying the foundation that the current research is being built on. You contributed an article to this collection. Can you tell us a bit about your article and its significance? Sure. Uh, my former colleagues from Hopkins, Sun Tzu Kim, Pramod Singh Thakur, and Sleema Mizmea, all of whom were students or collaborators of Steve's, contributed a review article that summarized what is known about the neural basis of haptic shape perception. So this obviously relates very closely to our work with Steve, and in particular, we were highlighting how spatial form representations are transformed across neural populations that span the somatosensory neural axis. 
we know a lot about how QD shape information is encoded. There are representations that are initially isomorphic with respect to the stimuli, and then these isomorphic representations then give rise to more explicit representations of simple features like oriented bars and edges. And then at higher levels in cortex, these then give rise to more complex features like curvature or angled contour fragments. And I think maybe the most interesting aspect of this work that we focused on was how the neurocodes that are used to represent shape in this metasensory system bear close resemblance to the codes that are used to represent shape in the visual system. And because these shape representations appear to undergo parallel transformations in these two sensory pathways, this really highlights the canonical nature of the neurocoding strategies that the systems use to represent shape. In our review, we also note that our understanding of 3D object representations remains poor. This is because 3D object processing requires the interactions of cutaneous signaling, which is what is going on on the fingertips, and proprioception, which is our sense of where our fingers are. We have a very limited understanding of how these submodalities interact. This is an issue that Steve expressed great interest in and it remains an area of active research for multiple labs, including mine. And I'm excited to see where the field goes. A total of 34 articles were included in the collection on tactile perception. In your opinion, what is the value of this group of papers? First, I think the collection was a great tribute to Steve, and it was really nice to see so many contributions from so many different groups. The breadth of the collection is very impressive. It includes research in rodents, in non-human primates, and in humans. The methods that were described include neurophysiology, computational modeling, psychophysics, neuroimaging, along with invasive and non-invasive neuromodulation. And all of these methods were used to address a range of very important questions. And much of the work focused on touch as appropriate for Steve, but there is also a good representation of studies that address sensory motor function and the relationships and interactions between touch and other sensory modalities. So I think at a minimum, the collection provides a very helpful roadmap for any investigators who are just getting into somatosensory research now. And it's good to see that the field continues to thrive. Thanks, Jeff, for speaking with us today. You can read the collection of articles on the neurophysiology of tactile perception, as well as our other collections, on the Journal of Neurophysiology website, jn.org.